This is Kicking and Streaming Podcast, a binge watcher's guide to streaming movies, TV series, and stuff. Here are your hosts, Graham and Jocelyn. And hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Kicking and Streaming Podcast. My name is Graham, and with me today is, of course, the absolutely ever so fantastic Jojo. Hello, oh, Jojo in the house. How did you, Graham? <laughs> how did you to you, young madam? How did you to you? Uh, how you been, Jojo? Tell me. I've been, I've been, I've been okay. You've been, been okay. Did some redecorating behind me. Yeah. So, yes. so yeah. Jojo, yeah. you've been looking fine over there. Yes. <laughs> trying to get out of a slump. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's looking beautiful. Beautiful backdrop and stuff. Very classic. Uh, very classy too you know but my, my backdrop looks like that of a gamer uh, on twitch <laughs> <laughs> well this is this is you know kind of our catch-all office room so this is my husband's room and my room and and everything but uh yeah yeah man hey y'all doing it and i likes it uh, yeah i likes it right <laughs> <laughs> So Jojo, I I think you and I have been watching uh, the same thing, but but other than that, have you been watching anything in particular? I did watch the HBO Max series Made for Love, and that is it's very very good. It's it's a little bit different than some of the sci-fi that you've typically seen. It's a kind of like a Black Mirror esque a little bit. Kristen. Milady, I'm going to pronounce her name wrong. I'm bad at her name, but she is she's 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 so good in it, and she kind of carries the whole series. And Ray Romano is very very good in it. He's very uh, like sarcastic and and laid back, and it's it's a good series. And I'm happy that they've um, renewed it for a second one because I want to know what happens. Oh right, I actually thought at some point that was a movie uh, made full of. Yeah, it's it's a series. It was it's either a six or an eight part series, and uh, yeah, it they they ended on a cliffhanger. Oh, okay, so you, yeah. you know there's gonna be something there. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I like that. <laughs> so I, I've been binge watching. Like every night, I watch one episode of Vera, <laughs> and so I finished the current season, which is season eleven. And then I went back and started watching season one for some reason. I, I'm obsessed with Vera because Brenda Blethyn is absolutely fantastic as Vera. But other than that also, the entire story takes place in Northumberland, Northumberland, Northumbria, uh, in the Geordie, northeastern England. And um, I love that region. I, I love my Geordies. I'm not a Newcastle fan uh, in terms of football, <laughs> but I do I do love Newcastle. I, I love the area of Whitley Bay, which is also prominently featured in, in Vera. So, and, and again, you know, the character of Vera Stanhope, I, I don't think could be more lovable if it weren't played by Brenda Blethyn. <laughs> she, she's, just, she's just too good, you know, so... So I've been binge watching one episode last an hour and a half. I can only watch at least one episode per day, but I'm having fun doing that, you know. 
And uh, I, I have, I think I started watching Vera. When I got Bird Box, I started watching Vera on the seventh series or seventh season. But every season is about maybe four episodes. Because again, there are 90 minute episodes. So it's kind of easier to watch. So I finished that, caught up with the current season, and then I went back and now started from season one, so which started in 2012, I think, uh, 2011 or 2012. So it, it's been it's been about at least a decade or so, and uh, it's going strong. It's a it's a beautiful series. Uh, these all of them are characters created by Anne Cleves, who seems to be the modern. Agatha Christie <laughs> at the moment, right? Like, there are so many detective shows uh, from Britain that the characters are based on characters created by Anne Cleves that I'm like, okay, so she is, she is the it girl in that, right? <laughs> <laughs> She's taking the crown. <laughs> She's taking the crown. <laughs> I am uh, drinking some beer. So, uh, uh, oh, I would, I. Cheers. I have nothing. I forgot to get what? my water. <laughs> Jojo, go ahead, man. You know, you know, we don't lie. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm good. <laughs> right. So we've blabbed a bit and uh, on to business. <laughs> so Jojo, we, this week is kind of weird because it's not like we did, we had actually multiple choices. We had a lot that we wanted to do. So we wanted to take a look at two series and pick one is an is it is so i'm a big fan of spy movies spy series and things like that i binge watch the americans on fx the entire thing right in a question of like two months because of course i work and shit I'm, i don't just stay home and watch shit but but i binge watch all of that and anything that has to do with implant spies within the United States and blah, blah, blah. I mean, so Netflix premiered uh, this past week a series called In From The Cold. And uh, I was like, I like that, right? In fact, the, even the title is very enticing, In From The Cold. You know what that means if you, if you, if you are a fan of uh, spy series and movies. So, I sent a message early on to George. I'm like, George, why don't we take a look at this? <laughs> it just turns out that I started watching it before George started watching it. And George, <laughs> do you remember what, what my first text about this was? <laughs> I sure do. <laughs> yeah, I think it was essentially, this is crap. <laughs> Here's the thing. There are sometimes a movie or a series that you start to watch and you immediately realize, this is crap, I got to stop this. But there mm -hmm. are some that is so crappy that you're curious to see what else happens. Yes. And so I cannot stop. I am obsessed with In From The Cold <laughs> and it's not for good reasons. I promise you it's not for good reasons, but I am obsessed with In From The Cold. Jojo, did you finish In From The Cold? Yes, yes, I did. Okay. Yeah, I finished it last night. Here's the thing. I haven't even finished it yet. <laughs> oh, boy. But I have to tell you, I went to bed and dreamt about the fucking thing. 
Right. Well, that's like I had to watch stop watching The Serpent because it was giving me nightmares. Yeah. So Yeah, I remember that. So <laughs> I still haven't finished that thing. <laughs> so that's it. In From the Cold is what we watch. And then also we watch another series called The Woman in the House Across the Street from the Girl in the Window starring Kristen Bell. And that one we knew it was going to be special. We took a look at it. So we're going to talk about both of them, right? Yeah. So which one would you like to go <laughs> to go with first, Judge? The Woman in the House or In From the Cold? Uh, let's talk about the woman in the house. You've got it. It's first in our, in our little lower third here. So let's, let's, let's talk about it first. By the way, these two series are part of the top 10 on Netflix this week. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes, they are. And so let's talk about the woman in the house across the street from the girl in the window is if you, if you are paying attention to the title, which is pretty large, pretty long, you sort of like will have an idea that it is parodying a series of books that recently, actually, Netflix made one movie starring, uh, what's her name? Amy Adams. Amy, yeah. Amy Adams, yeah. We actually had... We did an episode about it. <laughs> we did an episode yeah. about it, and it was <laughs> The Woman in the Window. Oh, my God, what the hell is this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That was, yeah. Yeah, that, that was the yeah. title of the episode. Yeah. I don't remember the, the what episode number it is, but it's from less than a year ago, about 10 months ago, maybe. Or maybe a year, I think. But it, it was it was like, yeah, no, this was bad. This was terrible. And by the way, there are more books about the woman, the woman in the lake, the woman... The woman on the train, the woman in... Yeah, yeah. the the... The somebody's daughters across the lake in the house beside the blue cat. Yeah. So, so, so it's a trend. So the 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 parody is well deserved because of how ridiculous the entire premise of all those books are, but also because of how terrible that movie with Amy Adams was. And I don't know that it was Amy Adams' fault. No, no. <laughs> it was just bad. <laughs> It just, it was just bad. Yeah. So Jojo, if you would, tell us, <laughs> give us an idea of how to take the woman in the house across the street from the girl in the window. So it's, it's, it's pure parody. So if you don't like parody or if you are, uh, I don't know, look down your nose at parody or don't understand parody, you're going to hate this. But um, it's, it's essentially a send up of the trend of, uh, you know, these very tormented female characters, women characters who are either, you know, alcoholics or addicted to some kind of, of pain medicine or something. And then some handsome stranger will move in across the street or be their handyman or something like that. And then they'll generally be a murder. And they, they will be the only one that can possibly solve it. But of course, nobody will believe them because they're an alcoholic or they're addicted to painkillers or they have depression or, or something along those lines. So it's, it's a whole trend now in the entertainment industry. And I think it's been done well a couple of times, but it is getting a little bit silly because it's just kind of one after the other after the other, which I think is part of why the, the title of this is so long. It's kind of a send up of all of them <laughs> at the same time. 
so yeah, so you have the lovely Kristen Bell, who I think carries this whole series. I think if it was anybody else in this, it would not be as enjoyable as it is. But I do have to say that I've really missed this kind of show or kind of uh, movie. Because, I mean, you know, we, we used to have like Police Squad, which was the send up of all all the cop shows ever and Naked Gun. And then there was the another teenage movie and not another teenage movie, the send up of all the the teen horror flicks and that kind of thing. And I don't think we've had one of these in a while that's been watchable. Some of them are pretty bad but this one is is watchable and uh i it, it it's it's funny <laughs> yeah yeah it's, it's absolutely funny it's, the, the thing is for me what's good about this one is that they actually managed to make a series out of it whereas before we, we used to get movies like there would be a movie a serious movie of something ridiculous and then an affaris would come and and just made a complete mockery out of that same movie and it was another movie like you know like i know what what you did last summer boom oh my god let's go into the house where you know uh the guy is actually killing people and whatever there, there were always movies so the fact that they managed to make a series out of this one and it is eight actually very good episodes <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to give anything away here, but this is, to a certain extent, when you are watching, when I was watching the Amy Adams movie, I kept thinking, this could easily be on SNL. That's how ridiculous the premise was. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's how bad it was. And so this is why I am so happy that they're parodying it, because you don't have to actually do a lot that's how easily yeah. you can mock this entire thing. And yeah. we, we're going to talk about this for a moment because, as you said, if it weren't Kristen Bell, especially knowing that Anna Faris don't, don't do any of that anymore after she got onto that mom series or whatever, she hasn't done, she hasn't done a lot of those parody movies. But I think for me the surprise is that Kristen Bell did it. Sometimes I find it hard to take Kristen Bell seriously as a comedic actress, which she's very good at. But at times I find like, isn't she wasting her talent? Have you, have you? <laughs> but she's a fantastic actress, isn't she? <laughs> she, she is a fantastic actress. But I, I, I think that, you know, with, with comedy, if it's, if it's well done, it's definitely as, as difficult if maybe not more so than some drama. So, but yeah, I mean, I, I, it would be cool to see her in a, maybe a little more highbrow comedy and, and maybe that'll come out of this, but, but this one, this one is a lot of fun. And, uh, I like kind of the attention to detail to this one. Like before we got started, we, we got talking about some of the little things that that are in this i love the titles of the books that she's reading so like there's just little there's there's fun little little things in the series to to uh to keep you on your toes and kind of pay attention to beyond what beyond the ridiculousness that's actually happening on screen there are other little things yes because (laughs) it, it sort of reminds me a lot of the comedy of the legend leslie nielsen back in the day right the naked naked gun guy Yes. Who, who, yes. who was a Canadian dude, by the way? Yes. Uh, yes. I, I've missed this guy ever since because I grew up watching his 
you know, slapstick comedy, but that was his gig. The idea of taking and any, all of those cop series and stuff, like terrible detectives, put them all, an amalgamation of them, and create the most ridiculous situations. The, the dialogues are absolutely ridiculous. Like most of the time, we don't, like, what is he saying? You know. <laughs> <laughs> and And it was hard to believe that this kind of comedy could was achievable after his passing, mm-hmm. but yet mm-hmm. somebody is carrying on with uh, carrying the flag, and if it's gonna be anybody, and it's Kristen Bell, hell yeah, <laughs> you know. I I think that Leslie Nielsen started out as a, a very serious actor. I think he was some Royal Shakespeare company or something in Canada, but he, uh, <laughs> it's funny cause I was only familiar with him from the naked gun roles. And then I saw him in due South, which was uh, a Canadian American series that was on a long, long time ago that, that I loved, but it, he was a serious character in that, which was kind of odd to me having only seen naked gun. And then as I've gotten older, I've seen more of his serious stuff from like uh, Columbo episodes and different movies and stuff. And I'm like, I'm just sit- sitting there waiting for him to like crack a joke. And and it's it never happens. It never comes because it's a serious part. He's not supposed to. And he's really, really good at it. But at the same time, I'm just sitting there like, okay, when's, when's the like the thing going to fall out of the ceiling yeah, yeah, <laughs> or <yeah>. something? <laughs> But yeah, so but Kristen Bell is 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 to me very very good in this, and uh, she she I think brings a level of quality to it that maybe a lesser actress would wouldn't. So yeah, it's fun. See, because I think when when I look at at comedy, I always I always see two ways of it: either somebody who is banking on just being funny and not putting a lot of acting into it. So somebody who is just waiting for the punchlines, and if there's no punchline, then the the character becomes boring. And then you have the people who actually do the acting and also can deliver the punchline brilliantly. And that's a combination that is hard to find because there are moments in these series that some serious acting is taking place, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a little girl in this series that is so good. <laughs> she is very, very good in this. She is excellent. She really is. This little girl is phenomenal, phenomenal. And since you haven't finished the series, I'm not. I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> but you, you need. You need to watch. You need to continue watching. But uh, yeah, <laughs> let's talk about some of the little details. So. The character of Anna has been through a tragedy, which makes her... So, the original Anna on The Woman in the Window had agoraphobia. We talked about that. She just mm-hmm. uh, couldn't just couldn't leave the house, couldn't manage to leave the house because being outside drove her mad. Whereas the character of Anna in this one, she has ombrophobia which is a fear of the rain. It just so happened <laughs> that whenever she manages to leave the house, all of a sudden it fucking rains. She's like Eeyore. She has a little rain cloud that follows her everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> and 
so it doesn't need to be cloudy. It doesn't need to be like, it's just like the rain is just waiting for her to be out of the house and then bam, here it goes. <laughs> the other little detail is the wine cork collection. <laughs> what? What's with that? <laughs> I I read an interview with Kristen Bell that said because she she drinks so much wine in this series that the the first day of of filming you know typically they use red grape juice to fill in for the wine and she said that by the end of like the first day she had such a sugar high that she like passed out. <laughs> <laughs> It was like shaking. It was like, I, I, she's like, there's so much that she had to drink. She's like, I also had to pee every two seconds. So <laughs> she's like, you know, in the middle of the scene, it's like, uh, uh, I, I got, I got to go. Yeah, gotcha. So anyway, they, <laughs> they had to switch to something else for her to drink. But I just thought that was, it was, was a great visual of being like, I'm, I'm drunk on grape juice and I have to go home. <laughs> but like she would serve the entire bottle. <laughs> yeah, in one, <laughs> the entire bottle, you know. Yes. And yeah, it's only one glass. Yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> and the pill popping and stuff. So the other detail that I I I loved, and it is so there that you can miss it, is the dude fixing the mailbox. Yes. How long does it yes. take? <laughs> what? And how long was he there before? <laughs> Yeah, before we got it. Holy shit! <laughs> and it's every day, and he he is so puzzled by every piece of the of the mailbox. You know, it, it's just the other thing is the no cars transit <laughs> transiting around them. You, you can actually like no. literally pass out in the middle of the street, right? And not get, <laughs> like I was, I was. <laughs> When that happened, I was like, and if that happened to me, I would have been roadkill seven times by now. Absolutely. 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 Before I hit the ground, I would have been roadkill. Yeah. Yeah. And also, she makes fun of the narrative. Like, there, there is a voiceover that just says a bunch of nonsense. And this is one of those things that you have to pay attention to because there's a moment where she's talking about taking a risk and i don't know if you if, if you heard that one but she says something about if i didn't take the risk of taking a risk in life you have to take a risk because if you don't take a risk then you take the risk of not taking a risk <laughs> and it sounds it sounds like really profound and she like all she's saying is something about risk and it reminds me of an of a of an author in Latin America that I always make fun of because somehow people who they read the easy books, they re read the easy authors, but they put a lot of value on those authors. Like there's some mm -hmm. kind of fucking, you know, Leclerc or, or Voltaire or some shit. And they keep quoting these motherfuckers without even realizing how obvious the things that they are saying are, you know I mean? Like, like, Someone so says this, 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 and that. I'm like, everybody says that. <laughs> you know, they're attributing quotes to 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 the author that are like shit that have been said for since the beginning of time. <laughs> you know what I mean? 
<laughs> so in Latin America, there's this author called Paulo Coelho. And Paulo Coelho, his books have been translated in several languages and shit. So one of his most famous books is The Alchemist. And he's some kind of, he is sort of like what Deepak Chopra would have been back in the 90s. You know, Deepak saying a lot of shit that are obvious and people are like, Whoa. You know? <laughs> and Paulo Coelho is like that, right? <laughs> and, and a lot of people we quote like, you, you know, because Paulo Coelho says, when you least expect it, the morning dawn is there. And I'm like, yeah, no, if you look at your clock or your watch, like, I mean, like, if it's 5.30 in the morning and shit, the next 15 minutes or so, most likely you're going to see a ray of sun. Fuck off. <laughs> so so this this what the, the, the narrative reminded me because, again, she was saying, the voiceover was saying these things. And if you, if you read those books, the, those, the woman in something books, most likely that's the kind of, that's the core kind of voice narrative you're gonna read. You're gonna read like shit, like you know, you have to take some risks because if you don't risk the risk, the risk is not gonna be the risk and shit. <laughs> that's like well, it makes me think of some of those like daily affirmations, yeah. and you know, if that's something that that helps you, that's cool and whatever. But at the same time, like some of them are total yeah. bullshit. It's like you know. I don't know. Well, make sure you wear a, a raincoat when it rains; otherwise, you'll get wet. But if it's said in a you know in a in a commanding manner or with a flowery language, then it's like, oh my god, I never I never thought about that. Yeah. Wow. It, so it, yeah, it's <laughs> the same yeah. the same thing as horoscopes, right? Like, do you remember we talked about Walter Mercado, uh, you know, yes. the Latin American horoscope guru, who had an, a fantastic career and everybody loved him and he was an idol to some people. He's a household he was a household name. But now that I'm a grown up, I go back and watch episodes where Walter read his 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 cards and shit. I'm like, holy shit, he's not saying anything. Mm-hmm. He's not saying anything. He just says you have to believe in something and then make it happen because only Positive force will get you to where you want to be. And then he moves on to Leo. Tomorrow morning is going to be a brand new day. And if you breathe and take a walk, something, something is going to happen. And I'm like, I can't believe people fell for this, right? <laughs> a lot of books have been written with, with this kind of bullshit. Any other detail, funny detail that you can remember? Um... <laughs> I, I think that um, <laughs> I think too that it kind of brings in the um, how do you how, do, how does one put this the 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 soft core porn um, yes <laughs> excitement of in in some of these novels that is there for yeah. no apparent yeah. reason that that doesn't and um and and makes that that funny and that is is you know that that level of eroticism is the kind of thing that is like you know okay if you're going to read an erotic novel yeah. sure fine but it's like this is a this is a book about murder and suddenly everybody's banging mm-hmm. in the kitchen yeah. okay yeah. it's kind of a low-hanging <laughs> fruit right 
<laughs> yes, <know>. yes. Yes. <laughs> But I think it has a nice little send up of all it, of all it, of that. It, that that cracked me. That cracked yeah, me up. It, it definitely like whoever <laughs> sat down and started writing this. They, they were like, okay, they they probably are like us. We hate this fucking shit. They have a full understanding, I think, of of how that formula yeah. works and how the the people do it. So I'm I'm <laughs> how it's written, and you know they they I don't know maybe they worked on on teams that. Uh, and creative writing teams or something that were like, how are we going to get, you know, the, the next bestseller? Ooh, let's add this and let's do this. And like, yeah. yeah. And <laughs> Maybe they were on one of those panels. But I also think that the reason why this is an apropos criticism of this genre is because this is making fun of the fact that we have gotten as human beings so uncomplicated. We are so demanding of, of, oversimplification that high literature just <laughs> doesn't doesn't have anything to do with us because we want to be entertained we want to be entertained that's why somebody can write a book about werewolves and shit and and make an entire series out of it you know i mean that's why some lady can write a book about some motherfucker who 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 likes to inflict pain in women and shit. And still you've got a bunch of people like reading that shit and movies were made because it's entertainment. Right? So yeah. so yeah. you have I don't know authors who have something to say and have something to contribute to maybe everybody's lives and they're not selling even ten thousand books. You know, but True. then some True. dude, Dan Brown, comes out with some Da Vinci shit. And like, yeah, man, Da Vinci wasn't that complicated. I don't know what y'all think. <laughs> Seriously. Da Vinci. Did you, did you watch the John Oliver? You, um, uh, he, just, he just did a, a short about the Da Vinci Exclusively code. for YouTube, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's round and it's this and it's A P P L E <laughs> and he just goes on this rant. It's, it's brilliant. It's really brilliant. But that's exactly that's kind of an encapsulation of what exactly. we're talking about. Is <laughs> exactly exactly. It's you know writing is an is an art. Like to to be an author to write a book to write books. You have to you have to have something to say, but when you can just get paid for just coming up with stories that don't have to be compelling, but have enough little pieces of relatable everyday shit that people feel identify with, then you can make you you can make money if you can help people escape to a reality that is almost unfathomable yeah but it doesn't have to be good yeah. and that is the problem with those books and that's why i'm happy that the movie and the series of books is being parodied i think it was a brilliant way even like i said the title itself already tells you i'm gonna make fun of this yeah 
The woman in the house across the street from the girl in the window. Absolutely perfect. Uh, I think it's also a good a good measure of who's going to watch it because if you get all the way through the title, <laughs> all the way through reading the title, that means that you're <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that means you, you have you have good reading comprehension. <laughs> yeah, you can get lost in the title. Wait, what? Yeah. What is this again? <laughs> it's so bad that I I attempted to translate it both in French, in Haitian Creole, and in Spanish. And I cannot tell you the amount of linguistic contortion that I had to do to make this title make sense. Because it makes perfect sense in English. If you pay attention, the woman in the house across the street from the girl in the window. Try saying that in Spanish or in French or in Haitian Creole. Don't even get me started in German. You know, it's... The Germans are like, fuck <laughs> yeah. off with that nonsense. <laughs> And so I looked up whether or not there was a, a hashtag on Twitter about it. Some people decided to just go with the woman in the house, hashtag the woman in the house. And some people decided to go the entire thing. And it is the longest fucking hashtag I've ever seen. Simple, <laughs> simple. <laughs> Here's the thing. This is a five-star comedy rating for me. How about you, Jojo? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I without finishing it, but with everything that I've seen and with your recommendation, yeah. Georgia, you're gonna you're gonna love the ending. The ending is where the whole thing is. Watch the ending; it's gonna be absolutely fantastic. But then we move on to the surprise of the week. Somebody, ladies and gentlemen, decided that "In from the Cold" was a series that is good enough to be on Netflix. It isn't. <laughs> it's not good enough to be on Netflix. It's not good enough to be... It should be one of those things that go straight to DVD. Yeah. Or like late night sci-fi in the 90s at the sci-fi channel. Why is anybody paying for this? I don't know, but it's... I I I, I am confused by this one because it's got an, an 80% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> Almost everybody, like, when you look at the stats for it, it's like 80% of people who've watched this liked it. It's got yes. all these fabulous reviews. People adore this show. So we, we are the unpopular opinion when it comes to the series, and I don't understand. I, you know, I went to IMBD to kind of take a look at it, and I see the comments. I'm like, oh, this show packs a punch and what? And I'm like, yeah, again. This whole obsession with being entertained. But the problem is I cannot be entertained with something that is that bad. It's just terrible. It, <laughs> it, it, it's a whole nother level of bad to me that I've not seen in a really long time. And also, I, I... I don't know. And it's it's in the top 10 of Netflix, right? Oh, as yeah. we speak. Yes. So everybody's watching this. So everybody knows what we're talking about and and people are going to hate us for this. But I don't I don't I don't understand how this can be as as fantastical as people like it. Now, you know, in its defense, I've watched things and been like, this is great. And then like a week later I've thought about it and been like, that, well, was, that was terrible. Really bad. That was bad. 
But this is a long series. This is eight episodes. They're each about an hour long. And yeah. it, it gives you time to immerse yourself in um, the crap. And the, the, the problem with this show is that it's not something you discover as you watch, you know, towards the third episode or whatever. It, it happens from the get-go. Yes. The premise, opening scene for me. <laughs> yeah. The premise is horrible. The the opening scene, as you say. And there was one part that I still don't understand. That after that first fight, she seemed to have fallen out of a window into a, like a movie studio. Yes. What the fuck was that? <laughs> Okay. I know, I know, I know, I it, I know. And then all, all those guys that she beat up, like, where the fuck did they go? Because we never see him again. <laughs> right. This guy had, the, the dude, the CIA dude had the biggest team looking yeah. for her. Yeah. You're and right then all of a sudden the operation reduced to, like, two dudes in a van and her. Yeah. I'm like, what? fuck? And and he had a, you know, they had the, the budget to do this fake house where she falls out of a Hollywood set. Which I'm also like, okay, if you're really genuinely a Russian elite Russian spy, right? You're you're gonna be in this house and go, this isn't a house. This is a movie set. Cause I, they have a completely different feel. You walk onto yeah. a stage with this, yeah. the flats and everything like that. You're like, yeah. no, this this yeah. isn't a house. This isn't it. So like, as soon as she woke up, she would have been like, okay, or, yeah, sure, go ahead, kill me, fine, shoot yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And the you, fact, you, okay, so the other thing is they knew, they knew that she was going to come out of that window. So they put, you know, the little thing under that particular yeah. window. <laughs> <laughs> like there was other windows in the house, oh, but I only man. saw one, one little safety bag. She hit that one. <laughs> I, it, Okay. So here's what we imagine. Jojo, help me out with this, because I think before the show we talked about it. So whoever wrote this, first of all, they couldn't be more than 21 years old. So my son's age. And um, it's a bunch of friends who got tired of playing video games and are maybe in their maybe second year or maybe, yeah, maybe second or third year of filmmaking school and they decided you know let's get our own goodwill hunting type of shit going on let's imagine that you're Matt Damon <laughs> and I'm Ben Affleck and we're gonna just get together and write this shit and take it to Netflix and say we want to do this yeah. the first thing we're gonna do is get a nice assortment of weed energy drinks and as much pork crackling and Cheetos and shit that we can get. <laughs> and we're going to lock ourselves up in here and write this shit. All I know is that it's about a Russian spy. Russian spy. A MILF Russian spy. A MILF Russian spy. <laughs> so all of this I could get behind. Don't get me wrong. All of this I could get behind and, and probably say, that's it. I reject this. I'm done with this. This is bad. I'm not going to watch it. Mm -hmm. or, or it could go in the, to the, this is so bad and ridiculous. 
I'm, I'm, it's, it's, it's good. It's actually good. You know, it swings yeah. into the, you know what, this is so low budget and funny that it's good, but. Yeah. It's sort of like a Robert Rodriguez type of El Mariachi type of stuff, you know. Um, but this is low budget, bad, terrible, um, cliche, absolutely horrendous dialogue. Acting is, here's the thing though. The Russian part of the acting is actually good. I wanted to ask you about that, yes. I think, I think if there is any takeaway from this is that these, the imagined part of those flashbacks is actually better. Well, so for me, with this series, I was more interested in the flashbacks than I was in anything else I saw. The flashbacks to the 90s and the story between the the younger spy and the girl um, whose name I've forgotten, but the Russian girl and the Chinese embassy and all of that. I was like, that's the story. I, I, I want to hear that story. Like, that seems like a more interesting, engaging, better acted story to me than what the series actually focused on. I don't know if you felt the same way, but for me, that was more, and I'm not saying that that was like <laughs> high cinema or anything, yeah. but for me, it was like, this could be like a more engaging story. But to me, In From the Cold doesn't have like an original idea in its head. <laughs> it's everywhere. It's all over the place. And the only good thing, as you said, is the that part of the flashback and you're right it's more it's a more compelling story it has a little bit of a love story it has a little bit of maybe i get to know this character better so that i can be more empathetic to her today yeah and but at I, the same time every time they bring her back to today you're like oh i still fucking hate you yes yes <laughs> yes yes well i, I think too the 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 flashbacks benefit from not having the the very fantastical thing associated with them at all because that hasn't happened to her yet until the very end of the flashbacks. Well, okay, so so let's talk about part of the premise. Why is all this taking place in Spain? Um, <laughs> I was. I, I wondered that myself, but I was like, I, I don't know anything about anything, so I'll just be... Okay. All of this is taking place in Spain, <laughs> and what they're after, I still don't understand, because why is is it a CIA thing? Yeah. Uh, I don't get it. Yeah. Why, why, why is it a CIA thing? Why is whatever the lady's name, the big lady, top lady at the end, why... What was her end game? I never understood that. And then, okay, so the fantastical element, right, is when that happens, like the other body just disappears or turns into her or what happens to them? Because that was yes. never addressed. Yes. And I, so I, when, when you were setting up, because we got talking about who wrote this and how it had to have been like just a group of, of Cheeto fingered dudes. <laughs> and it was actually written by Adam Glass. And this makes a little bit more sense to me now because mm -hmm. uh, a little bit more sense with Netflix throwing their money at it. 
the best uh-huh. way to put it. Because Adam Glass is a bit of a, a writer, a hit writer. He's written some very, I don't know how else to put it, but some some pretty cliched stuff that has been hits. So right. uh, he wrote The Cold Case. He wrote Criminal Minds. He wrote Supernatural, which had a huge, crazy, wackadoo fan base. Yes. So he, that makes a little bit more sense to me that, that they would throw money at him because he, like he's, he's written a lot of hits before, but at the same time, it, from what I've read about some of his other stuff, like these huge plot holes, I don't remember being ever talked about in some of these other things that he's done. So I don't know if he just had a really good, uh, continuity team before. And this time they were just like, fuck it. We're, <laughs> we're, we're going to be over here drinking Starbucks or what? I don't know. But yeah, the, the story is just, it's just, is it possible? Incomprehensible. That, is it possible that he got this gig and he just put together a team and told them, here's the idea, right? Could this. be, could be. Yeah, because some some Could be. book authors do that, right? Like yes, James Patterson so hasn't written a book in a long time, and he puts out a book every month. Yep. And it's it's people writing shit. He just comes up with ideas, run with it, or whatever. Because, again, like, if you're saying that this dude has been involved in criminal minds and shit like that, and to come up with this, now, as you said, I can understand why Netflix said, hey, it's this dude. He's got a reputation. Let's get this. But when you think about a company that decided to cancel shows like uh, what's what's the show that we we're still mad about? The OA. Shows like the OA, right? Yeah. The OA didn't do it for them. I am going to be terribly mad at Netflix if they pick up the show for a second season. Yeah. I don't care. I don't care how long it stays in the top 10. This is a horrible show. The acting is bad. The plot is terrible. Everything about this show is absolute fucking shit. <laughs> You're right. You're 100% right. You are 100% right. There is, I, I feel like uh, nearly everything is a cliche. I, I, yes. I feel like. Everything that happens, I have seen before and done better. Um, I, I, the acting, as you said, is a is it's abominable. It's it's some oh, of God. the worst acting I have seen in a very long time in something with such a, a production. Well, and the production values are shit too. Yes, they're just and and I know that Netflix threw money at this, so the money was there. They just did not use it. But, oh, my Lord. Oh, my Lord. The ending of the first episode, though, I was like, oh, my God, Graham, what have you done to us? <laughs> so <laughs> here's where the show lost me. Okay? So I was watching intently. I was watching trying to find some value. Mm-hmm. Because I didn't want, like, my first thought was, what the fuck is this? Why am I watching this? But then at the same time, I was like, yeah, maybe it goes somewhere. Let's just keep going. Right. Where they lost me was with the morphing. Yes. Because I did not see that one coming. I didn't see it coming either. And th- On the scale ha- of ridiculous, <laughs> do you know what I mean? I thought they were already at 10. Yeah. And I'm like, there's no way it can go any high- higher than this. 
When the morphing happened, I was like, okay, that's it. Who is doing this to me and why? <laughs> yep. Yep. It was yep. It was the, the end of the first the first episode was is I think the first time we get to see her morph. And I yeah. was like, oh my God, this is what this is gonna be. What? And why? Why Lord? Why Lord? But anyway. And then the explanation. <laughs> the explanation is is I yeah. And when he asked her, well, how does it work? She's like, I don't know. <laughs> just I don't know. I just know I can touch somebody and then I, I have their DNA. And of course, it's after she's been all like seductive with him, supposedly. I'm like, oh. yeah. But like, you know. also, the whole, the only way I recover from this is from eating a lot of steak and, 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 and shit. Mm hmm. How are you not fat? Oh, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> Well, it's a, you know, she does it, she does it once. Right. And she's like, okay, I don't think I can do this for you again. I don't know if I can do this for you again, yeah. because it's incredibly painful and draining and all that. Okay. <laughs> okay. That, that kind of makes sense. Okay. If you're going to do this, what's the, well, but they just dumped that and just kind of made it so she could do it whenever she wanted without really any repercussions other than having to eat a steak. And then by the end, there wasn't even that repercussion. She was just oh morphing God. left and right. She was oh doing Saturday God. Night Live jive and changing people every five seconds. So I, uh, I, 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 this, this is mind boggling to me how bad this is. Okay. The other thing about the morphing that killed me was the invisibility yes because like I... <laughs> oh 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 my lord what is happening what is happening when she started pulling her clothes off i was like what what are we doing what, what's happening <laughs> what's what's what what are we and then I have to give them a little bit of respect for that because quite often in these kinds of shows like people will just be able to become whatever they are and, and clothes are sort of not a a consideration. So okay, you know, a little bit of, of props for that, but at the same time, I, I don't know. Like, okay, so she can body morph or whatever, but this too is that's a completely different kind of a thing. <laughs> like right. the wall the wall doesn't have DNA. Yes. Yes. <laughs> like if it's based on DNA, right? If, if if that's what she claims or claims to know is it's based on DNA, then how do you just become part of the wall or part of the dirt or whatever? Also, how did the Soviet Union manage to get this kind of of advanced science without the United States ever catch wind of that? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because we we had it was mutual spying, right? There were there were implanted spies in Russia, in, in the Soviet Union. Yeah. And, and the same was in the United States. So we knew what was going on. How did we not know about this? Yeah, it's, it's, it's incomprehensible because the spy network was really, really good at the time on both sides. And I think everybody, you know, in Russia knew what everybody in America was doing and vice versa. So I, I, it's, it's another one of those incomprehensible things that is like no 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 so here's what i can tell you i don't expect this to 
to get any better, even if they if we get picked for a second season. But my hope is that it doesn't because. I know I I'm enough. like spend spend money on something else, but I have a feeling it's going to. I have a feeling it's go- it's going to. I think that they probably are. You think it has enough goodwill out there? I do. I because it's so popular, and because I while while we were having technical difficulties, I was reading some more reviews just to see, and people are. Like, oh, yeah, parts of it are predictable, but then we have this magnificent twist of the morphine. And I'm like, magnificent twist? What the? Okay. You, you got, a, you got a, a degree to be able to? I mean, we, we have claimed and talk about, we, we are not movie critics. We didn't, I didn't go We're to not. film school and, or anything like that. But I can tell you when something is entertaining or not. And this is just, I, I don't know. I really don't know. If it, if it's mindless entertainment that people are watching uh, are looking for, that's okay. But does mindless entertainment does it have to actually insult your intelligence? And See, this is where I have a problem. That's the thing. That's the thing. Like the, I yes, I am insulted by watching this because it's like no, I recognize that plot hole, and no, there's this, and no, there's that, and hold up, wait a minute, how does she could do this and. So like, okay, mindless entertainment, sure, absolutely fine, no problem with that. We've yeah. we've all do that, but no, it's it is it's insulting. That's a great word. It's bad. It's bad. So, I'm not even going to bother to go into into the cast of these because these are people we've never seen. Well, we've never seen before, and and uh, hopefully we never see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The star of this is a Russian-American actress named uh, Margarita Levieva. And um, the only thing I know, the most interesting thing about her I know, is that she migrated to the United States when she was 11 years old and ended up living in the same part of Brooklyn where my wife grew up. (laughs) That's a cool coincidence. And... I tried to make that association with my wife last night and she almost slapped me. (laughs) (laughs) She's from your neck of the wood. She's like, oh God. (laughs) Well, I I know that that New Yorkers are very territorial about (laughs) about their their boroughs and and areas and streets. And so, yeah, if there's somebody... (laughs) God... (laughs) Yeah, she wasn't having it. She was mad. <laughs> it's a lie. <laughs> They're really from Jersey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, look, I'm sorry if we went too soft on you this week about this, but um, I thought that we, we needed to talk about because, like I say, I can't stop watching it. I don't like this show. But I can't stop watching it. And Jojo Jose told you that she finished it. So this is that kind of show, to be honest with you. It is bad enough that you're not going to say, that's it, I'm done with this. You're going to say, okay, there's no way this can get more ridiculous. It does. It, it continually <laughs> one-ups itself. What episode are you on? Episode five, I believe. Oh, you, you've got some... You've got some more topping that's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm on that episode where the huge fight happened in that bathhouse. And okay. 
she gets arrested or whatever. Okay. And then all of a sudden she's black. <laughs> By the way, that black lady speaks bad Spanish and bad English. That was just good. <laughs> My goodness. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just clicked on her bio to try to find out where she's from, and she has nothing on IMDb. So <laughs> I'm pretty sure they just stopped somewhere and she's like, hey, we need a black lady. Can you? Yeah, because like, it, it's, it's terrible, man. I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> not going to lie. Yeah. I'm just saying. It's just, wow. You know who I did like, though, is um, Farina, the actress who played Farina. I think that she she was pretty good. Yeah. She she was. Like, the entire Russia cast was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Ivana Sakhno, that played a young Anya, she, she too was very good. Very she really stylish. was. Yes. Yes. Yes, I believed her as a Russian spy more than I did the other lady from possibly the Bronx, <laughs> Brooklyn, <laughs> wherever. <laughs> and uh, who who else? That dude, Charles Bryce, who plays Chris. Mm-hmm. Uh, like he was meant to be funny or, or whatever. And I, I, yeah, he wasn't. Yeah, he wasn't. The character wasn't. was also cliche, you know. I felt that too. Like, I think you're at the episode where he's like, Lord, I think you've passed that episode. Lord, please don't let me die here with these killed by kids with this white van or something yeah. like that. Yeah. And I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. mean, it was, it was kind of a chuckle, but at the same time, it was like, I, 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 I don't know. It felt yeah, it sounded, like yeah. stereotypical or I don't know. It's, it sounded like as bad as Ludacris, you know, in in the, you know, Fast and Furious shit, you know, like whenever <laughs> Ludacris opened his mouth, he was like, why is he acting again? Why can't he just be a rapper? Like, <laughs> um, yeah, no. I don't remember the last time we critiqued a show that was as bad. Maybe, what, uh, The Woman in the Window or Hillbilly Elegy? Yeah, I think that's probably, I know Hillbilly Elegy is the one I got fired up for. This one has, has, has no redeeming qualities for me whatsoever. No, no. It really doesn't. And, and it, it, it is, it's just. Yeah, I can't. I just can't. I should assume that some people at Netflix should be fired, but as you said, maybe the show is is is, is a heat. I think they're good. I think they're going to get promoted over it, which is scary <laughs> to me. That's bad. <laughs> well, you know, promoted. I I have a theory too that maybe maybe maybe. <laughs> This is sarcasm. Maybe all these good reviews and 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 uh, all these top ten lists, you know, it's number one in the U.S. It's it's all Russian hackers. Yeah, they have a troll farm. <laughs> <laughs> they have a troll farm going. Like, Yo, the show is dope. 
These motherfuckers are great. They're like, we're bored. What can we do? Oh, there's a terrible show about Russians. Let's make it the number one show in America. Yeah, hey, man, it it, it could be, <laughs> you know, because we're going to try, we're going to still be trying to find explanations for these. I don't know that there are um, logical ones, but we'll do our best. Yeah. You might watch this show and think it's the greatest thing. And if so, please tell us why. Go yeah. to uh, kickinandstreamingpodcast.com and tell us. Like, well, I mean, we've been wrong before. Uh, on 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 YouTube, the episode about Hillbilly Elegy is the one with the most thumb down <laughs> that we've ever had. Proudly so. Mm-hmm. Because Hillbilly Elegy was terrible and we still st- st- stand by what we had to say. We said what we said. And I think history is didn't... standing by us too. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a lot of people didn't like what we had to say, but still, the Hillbilly Elegy is fucking horrible. And I hope this nigga loses his campaign for the Senate <laughs> in Ohio. What's his name? J.D. Vance. But we've been wrong before. We could be wrong about this one. But out of the two shows that we have reviewed, the woman... In the house across the street from the girl in the window is the one we are recommending. We loved it. We we we, we can't have enough of it. It should have been more. There should have been more episodes, and hopefully, it comes back for a second season. Um, but at the same time, you might want to watch In from the Cold. Yeah. Because it's bad like that. Yeah. Yeah, and, Gra- and Graham, you, and Graham, you need to finish it because I, I need to hear your reaction to the end. Dude, I'm gonna go right after <laughs> to go watch it. I have yeah. to be out of here before five o'clock, but I have a couple of minutes to to finish the episode that I started. On this note, then we are going to say goodbye for this week. But before we do that, we want to thank you for sticking with us uh, every week, coming back, and uh, listening to what we have to say. Like I said, sometimes. Uh, it's 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 just hit or miss, but we tend to think that, you know, you come back because you like us, you you like Jojo, and uh, sometimes I'm likable too. <laughs> I think that's the other way around, but okay. <laughs> and I I I truly we truly appreciate that you come back here. Yes. We understand that you don't talk much, but if you would like to say something, sometimes there's several ways you can do that. You can follow us on social media. We are on YouTube, on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and Pinterest. Also, on our website, kickinginstrumentpodcast.com, you can either leave us a message, leave us a review, or also send us a voice message. There, You have the ability to do that. On our website, kickinandstreamingpodcast.com. Also, on uh, the website, if you've ever wondered how you can support this podcast with some money, you can do that by (laughs) clicking on our link to buy me a coffee. And we'll take your money and we will thank you in advance because, you know, podcasting, this whole thing has to be paid for. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so if you want to help out we'll, we'll, we'll do that you can find jojo on instagram as kns co-host right that's jojo? A me that's a me 
And that's K, the letter K, the letter N, co-host uh, on Instagram. Yes, co-host, yep. And I am Mr. Puchetta. That's M-R-P-U-Z-Z-E-T-T-A, M-R-P-U-Z-Z-E-T-T-A. And so, this week, for me and for Jojo, this is goodbye, everyone. Thank you very much. Bye, everybody. Thanks. Thank you for listening to Kicking and Streaming Podcast. If you found value in our content, please subscribe and share. We would also be delighted to hear what you think of this podcast. So please rate us by writing a quick review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast platform. Follow us on all major social media platforms such as Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Pinterest. Join the conversation happening today on our Facebook group.